0: free world, all power to the people. This is King, and we at it once again. Shank Radio in the trenches, baby. Today we have a kind of special show, and um, the reason why I say special because it's something that has been evolving for years and years and years, and even within our nation it's been evolving. Um, this is going to be me and ECC once again bringing it to you, man, and we're going to be talking about Kingism and its three stages as lump theory. We're going to show you the evolution of the lumpen proletariat. We're going to be starting with uh, Marx and Engel and then get into Lenin and Mao, which will follow with uh, Bruce Franklin and Franz Fanon. Then we can actually get a little more, more, uh, I guess, uh, lumpenized and get into the uh, Black Panther Party and the Maoist internationalist movement and their views on the lumpen revolutionaries. Um, these third world lumping organizations or LOs or ghetto style organizations, which will then bring us to the three stages of kingism, which details the life and the choices of modern lumping, either to become the anti-king capitalist or the new king revolutionary. So I think we're going to start this now, man. Go ahead and take it away. ECC, do your thing. Okay. Um,
1: okay. Just to provide a, a, a brief definition of exactly who it is that we're talking about for those of the audience who are not aware or familiar with the term lumpenproletariat, we're going to go with, uh, we're going to start with Marx and uh, the things that him and Engels wrote in the Communist Manifesto <clears throat> where well, you will find that he refers and they refer to the proletariat as the quote unquote dangerous class. The social scum, that passively rotting mass thrown off by the lowest layers of old society. Um, They claim that although it may here and there be swept into the movement by a proletarian revolution, its conditions of life prepare it far more for the part of a bribe tool of reactionary intrigue. Now, uh, the first thing to take into consideration is that although this definition sounds um, uh, crucial, towards the lumpen. Um, It's definitely a definition that was uh, formed back in the 1800s and there has been a a great amount of change that has occurred concerning the lumpen in general and overall. So I'm going to provide you with a a more current definition of the lumpen that was uh, provided by the Maoist Internationalist Ministry of Prisons um, in one of their glossaries where it says that the lumpen proletariat in a world where the vast majority must sell their labor power to survive, the lump of proletariat are those who are not able to sell theirs due to the limitations of capitalism at providing full employment. This class is rarely employed, often living as parasites on other proletarians. With the rise of mega slums in the third world following the period of neocolonialism, this class has surpassed one billion people. So we see that between the 1800s and the modern era of today, the lumpen proletariat as a class has definitely uh, magnified and multiplied and became much more significant in the, uh, the movement overall. The original um, quote by Marx um, was one, like I said, that was in the 1800s and it was one that was uh, heavily against the idea of the lumpen participating in the movement. However, uh, as time went by, Marx's analysis somewhat changed. And he wrote in The Class Struggle in France that a youthful age, or at a youthful age, the lumpen proletariat is thoroughly malleable, as capable of the most heroic deeds and the most exalted sacrifices as of the basest banditry and the foulest corruption. The realization began to uh, develop that these lumpen, were the ones who had what it took to, you know, commit these heroic deeds, these most exalted sacrifices. At the same time, they were uh, capable of the basest banditry and the foulest corruption, as, as he stated. Um, quoting Bruce Franklin in his article, The Lumpen Proletariat and the Revolutionary Youth Movement, which was written in the 60s, um, Bruce Franklin goes on to state that, if so, then at least the youth of the proletariat should be able to play an extremely important part in revolutionary struggle because they are the only group to combine this potentiality for heroism with an intimate daily knowledge of how to cope with the police and to engage in underground activities as a way of life. Okay, he goes on to remind us that Lenin, in his What Is To Be Done, makes the mastery of these skills the primary requirement of the professional revolutionary and of the revolutionary party as a
0: whole. Primary because these skills are needed to survive. Now, I kind of want to build on that a little bit before we go any further. Um, So from the 1800s, the uh, lumping class, which was the uh, prisoner class or criminal class within the proletariat, I guess that has evolved in itself. That has went from being a class to almost being a separate class within it and, and has been able to evolve because of the, the, the modern fascism that's going on and these neighborhoods that we grow up in and where um, poor the poor people and the poor class have become bigger have become um, more, I guess, desensitized to dealing with these pigs. And we know, actually, we can see in our neighborhoods every day these, these, these issues, man, these problems. And it allows us to form these underground revolutions and underground organizations, right? Would you say that?
1: Yes, I think in better terms, uh, originally in the 1800s, the so-called proletariat was considered to be more of a subclass where today, as defined by the Maoist International Ministry of Prisons, uh, the lumpen have surpassed 1 billion people in the population on the planet. As a result of neocolonialism and the booming of these uh, mega slums throughout third world countries, as well as the multiplication of the lumpen here in the United States and in first world countries, which is something that we will definitely get into here in a minute. Um, something that uh, Bruce himself covers in his article. Um... Bruce goes on to remind us further how Lenin himself dealt with one aspect of the lump of proletariat, that of its tendency to engage in spontaneous and disorganized armed struggle against the state and in expropriations of state property. Lenin, in his guerrilla warfare, violently condemned those Bolsheviks who disassociated themselves from the so-called, quote-unquote, anarchists, thieves, and robbers, smugly declaring themselves superior to all this. He attacked the usual appraisal of these anarchist, thiever, robber types, dubbed by said Bolsheviks as terrorists, whose actions are, quote-unquote, acts of individuals isolated from the masses, which demoralize the workers, repel wide strata of the population, disorganize the movement, and injure the revolution. In conclusion, Lenin drew the following keen lesson in his works. Concerning the disorganized state of this element of the struggle. That, quote unquote, it is not these actions which disorganize the movement, but the weakness of a party which is incapable of taking such actions under its control. The party must organize these spontaneous acts and must train and prepare their organizations to be really able to act as a belligerent side which does not miss a single opportunity of inflicting damage on the enemy's forces, which is what I think you were getting at with the uh, desensitization of the lumpen in in their day-to-day activities and life, in the ghettos of the United States or in the ghettos of third world countries and their dealings with uh, the repressive forces um, on a day-to-day basis.
0: And I think, you know, a lot of this shows what's going on in these um, coups that are happening in Central and South America and these um, fascist oppressors that are fucking... Taken trying to take hold of Hong kong and and you know all these places that people are rioting mm-hmm. and it's not just the lumping class per se, the criminals that are doing anymore, but people that have a affinity towards these lumping organizations or lumping classes man because they see that the divide is becoming bigger and bigger between the elitists and <laughs> the poor folk man become the lower classes and the the, 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 the more um, separated classes of these powers.
1: And understanding class is one of the things that we definitely want to harp on here in relation to the three stages of kingism, the doctrine of the Almighty Latin King, Queen Nation. Um, we're defining here the lumpen, and we're, we're, we're discussing the development and evolution of lumpen theory, starting with Marx in the 1800s, and then going into Lenin, um, which... Uh, Was responsible for the Bolshevik Revolution in Russia And the creation of the Soviet Union And he actually took the theories of Marx and applied them And in his application realized that Not simply were the so-called Lumpen um, Capable of joining the revolution But that it was vital to have them in the revolution Because these were the types that were going to commit These heroic deeds that the um, the proletarians themselves were unaccustomed to because of their uh, way of living was a little bit different than those of the lumpen. Um, Bruce Franklin goes on, and I'm going to provide a little bit more uh, insight into defining this lumpen, to say that this class may be defined as follows. It does not engage in productive labor and is therefore not exploited in industry. Its principal means of support is the labor of the productive class, and its relationship to the proletariat is therefore inherently parasitic. Its members have come from all classes, and they have ceased to be members of those other classes because of a combination of two conditions, one objective, the other subjective. They no longer have the same relationship to the means of production, and they no longer have any loyalty to their former class. From this it follows that the lumpen proletariat will contain more varied forms of consciousness than any other class in society, for the previous experience of the individuals within it will be most varied, and their present precarious means of existence will throw them into many different forms of contact with all the other classes. The prostitute providing the most striking example of this, and I would also include the drug dealer. So the role of the lump of proletariat is inherently unpredictable, both strategically
0: and at each and every moment. And I think something that we need to point out here too, because like I said, this is an evolution of mm-hmm. the theory. This is times that are changing. Yeah. Even now, going forth and say the consciousness of today mm-hmm. and the consciousness of um, people understanding what privilege is people understanding in these um different different classes, understanding why they are where they are, these different um I guess privileges or white privilege that hold a kind of affinity towards these um poor folk or prison slaves or these 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 different groups man that are reaching out and reaching in to the lumping class now. To now I think they are I think through the evolution of consciousness they have been able to see that the lumpen class the lumpen, the ghetto style organizations are vital mm-hmm. into the growth and evolution of just just uh, uh, Marxist theory
1: I, I would add to that, that um, not only is there this apparent affinity towards the lumpen to some degree or another by uh, different class members but it is important to note in the evolution of the theory that uh, even Marx himself realized at first it, it it was seeming in his writings that the lumpen proletariat came from the proletariat themselves exclusively. However, later on, that idea developed into realizing that <coughs> lumpen individuals come from all classes. Um, an individual who may have previously been of the bourgeoisie class um, for whatever reasons or purposes, uh, became a lump and proletarian. And, and I, I think that you kind of
0: pointed out, too, through the drug dealers, you know what I'm
1: saying? Oh, definitely. Um, that could be a trade that was picked up by someone who was in the bourgeois class at some point or another and decided that they were going to make a living um, by this other means. However, the importance here is the realization that when you're dealing with uh, class and uh, being able to identify what class you belong to Um, there are such things as... uh class, uh, let's call them obligations, and individuals that came from these previous classes, whether they were proletarians or bourgeoisie or or, 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 uh, pompadours or part of the labor aristocracy or the petty bourgeoisie or whatever it was, they no longer have these obligations to these previously identified classes. They are now part of the lumpen and that is what we're
0: dealing with um, today, is, is where the lumpen stands in the movement overall. And I think too, because When we talk about these labor classes and these people that bring in all of their funds through these different um, labors or uh, trades, Mm -hmm. now are different. You see so many people that are almost creating their own type of anti-government system when it comes to these underworld, underground, black market societies. Yes. You know, so I think that through these... Underground societies, or through these underground black markets, we are actually creating our own currency. Yes, and that right there in itself is an anti-capitalist idea, man. Pulling away from their way to 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 control us and their money, and and creating these these different ways to cross classes, I would say. You know,
1: I think it very well may be the next um, level of development in lumpen theory itself is um in the success of the revolution especially in a first world country what then happens with these lumpen um we're going to go into fanon in a minute and fanon discusses the rise of the national bourgeoisie once the colonizers have been uh, evicted from their country um that will rise to the top and then it will then become the people's obligation to commit to uh, their own revolution and um development of their economics to become a more socialist and egalitarian one. Um, we went through Marx, we went through Lenin, and next in line is, is to deal with Mao and what Mao says. Chairman Mao concludes as well in the Chinese Revolution and the Chinese Communist Party where he concluded that China's status as a colony and semi-colony has given rise to a multitude of rural and urban unemployed. Denied proper means of making a living, many of them are forced To resort to illegitimate ones Hence the robbers, gangsters, beggars and prostitutes And the numerous people who live on superstitious practices This social stratum is unstable While some are apt to be bought over by the reactionary forces Others may join the revolution These people lack constructive qualities And are given to destruction rather than construction After joining the revolution They become a source of roving rebel and anarchist ideology In the revolutionary ranks Therefore, we should know how to remold them and guard against their destructiveness. But, unfortunately for us, Mao does not give any detailed theory on working with this particularly, almost entirely urban class.
0: I think he doesn't exactly explain in detail how it's done, Mm -hmm. but through his revolution, you can see that he did it. Through his revolution, we can see that he chose to not... um, Discredit the lumping class, though you know, and I think that's very important and I, I just i think it's very important too that as this theory of the uh, uh, as lumping theory has, has tended evolved, the first world lumping has became almost a paradox within the first world society
1: mm-hmm. yeah i i would uh, I would agree paradox is uh, is a fitting term um I think another thing that that Mao is harping upon here is that it is the party's obligation to work with this group, with this class, the lumpen. And it's the party's obligation to educate this class. Um, It is the party's obligation to mold this class, to enlighten, to heighten the consciousness of this class. And that's where uh, fanning comes in. And um, Fannin, as most of us know, is considered to be the forerunner in Lumpen ideology And the work that he did in Algeria during their um, war of liberation against the French Um, Fannin wrote in in The Wretched of the Earth that not only um, were the Lumpen the most ready to fight Which was already concluded by Marx, by Lenin, by Mao and not only were um, they not fighting, if they were not fighting on the side of the revolution, that they would fight against it, which was also concluded by the previous authors, but he concluded that they provide the way by which the revolutionary forces of the countryside enter the city. In Fannin's own words, um, I quote, it is within the mass, this mass of humanity, this people of the towns." and the core of the lump and proletariat, that the rebellion will find its urban spearhead. Now taking this, this idea, this concept of the urban spearhead and the um, the people in the countryside and how it, it was necessary for the people in the countryside to penetrate into the cities where the lump and proletariat were concentrated, um, if we read In a piece called Back on Track, the Object of Third Worldism by Claus, V. Claus, we find referenced uh, another pertinent quote by Lin Bao in his Long Live the Victory of People's War, where he states that taking the entire globe, if North America and Western Europe can be called the cities of the world, then Asia, Africa, and Latin America, the third world countries or continents, constitute the rural areas of the world. Since World War II, the Proletarian Revolutionary Movement has, for various reasons, been temporarily held back in North American and Western European capitalist countries. While the People's Revolutionary Movement in Asia, Africa, and Latin America has been growing vigorously. In a sense, the Contemporary World Revolution also presents a picture of the encirclement of cities by the rural areas. So here we have again this idea that the lumpen proletariat which is concentrated in these cities are the urban spearhead by way of which the shaft or the people in the countryside will penetrate the cities of uh, imperialist power. And when you take into consideration the world revolution the world movement, it is the third world countries that represent the countryside and it is the first world countries that represent these uh, urban centers in which the the uh, lumpen proletariat are highly concentrated, and this is something that we're going to get into as well in the uh, doctrine of Kingism, the doctrine of the Almighty Latin King Queen Nation, where there is such an influence on Third Worldism itself. Um, the Third World countries, the the African, Asian, and Latin American countries, um, kind of came into their own at the conclusion of World War II, um, and during the the Bandung conferences in which. Uh, the non-alignment movement was brought into effect to where the third world countries chose that they would find their way, that they would not completely align themselves with the socialists nor with the capitalists and imperialists, which was uh, recognized as the cause of their uh, oppression and inability to uh, develop. Um, in 1963, Dipa Nusantara Aedit of the Indonesian Communist Party, one of the largest at that time, painted the third world as the village of the world. Um, Ernesto Guevara agreed in his critical notes on political con- economy in his various speeches before the Tricontinental continental um, that this was the reality, that the third world countries were to be considered the villages of the world, that the first world countries were the urban centers. Um, once more, Bruce Franklin from uh, his Lumpen Proletariat and the Revolutionary Youth Movement writes that uh, the constitution of a lumpen proletariat is a phenomenon which obeys its own logic. And neither the brimming activity of the missionaries nor the decrees of the central government can check its growth. Wherever the lumpen proletariat lives in America, law and order are rapidly disintegrating. Imperialism, caught in its own contradictions, finds it increasingly difficult to develop effective weapons to use within its own diseased vital organs its cities here stirs the lumpen proletariat the one class whose physical existence
0: approximates that of the main forces of the world revolution all right so now we have a pretty good idea on the evolution of lumpen theory we have a pretty good idea of where it started and where it Kind of, I'm not gonna say ended, but where it took place in the civil rights movement. Yes. a lot of this now led up to the civil rights movement, which we know was almost eradicated by COINTELPRO. Mm-hmm. We know COINTELPRO took these um, lumpen organizations of the civil rights movement and causes so much uh, uh, disharmony within it, and and was able to, I guess. Uh, like infected like a virus, mm-hmm. and use capitalism and use these different ideologies that, that, that they seen was going to maybe cause the next civil war, alright, right, so something that I want to get into though, before we get into kingism, mm-hmm. I want to stress that everything we read up into the civil rights movement, mm-hmm. up into the Black Panther parties, mm-hmm. not, not including the Black Panther parties, mm-hmm. were written by theoreticists. Yes. People that were not of the Lumpen class. Yes. People that were actually of a, a, a separate class that looked at the Lumpens and explained the Lumpens, mm-hmm. but did not live as the Lumpens. Yes. Whereas getting into these ghetto-style organizations, these Lumpen organizations, these Lumpen revolutionary movements, the Black Panther parties, the Young Lords, and furthermore into these Bloods, cribs and the Almighty Latin King, Queen Nation, the People's Nation, and Folk Nation, Mm -hmm. I want to say that kingism was written by a lumpen. Yes. We, as kings, follow this doctrine that was written by our forefathers, that were written by these Almighty Latin Kings. Mm -hmm. So, what we're going to next, and I don't think has, has happened too much, is actually read lumpen theory Written from a politicized lumping.
1: Yes, and, and and I'm glad I'm glad that you uh, you know reiterated on the importance of the Black Panther Party and and what it has done here in North America, because uh, the Black Panther Party, for what it's worth, was the first known party in the United States of America that took this lumping theory um, as furthest developed by Fannin and applied it here in the United States. Um, As we know, Fannin's analysis was done in Algeria, which was a third world country, and the circumstances were a bit different than here in the first world. And so the Black Panther Party, when they took Fannin's developments and his analysis and applied them here to the United States, they drew certain conclusions. Um, These conclusions were also furthered by the uh, Maoist internationalist Ministry of Prisons and that the so-called proletariat which was looked at as the primary revolutionary force um in the 1800s and in the various movements around the world um that that did not apply exactly here in the united states of america that the proletariat had become a labor aristocracy if you will in which um they were getting paid for their labor more than the bourgeoisie were being paid in third world countries, and therefore they served more as a um, a, a, a group or a class that had been bought out by the the capitalist and the capitalist system, and they no longer have an interest in opposing that system. Where the lumpen do not have an obligation that, to uh, these uh, other classes,
0: and therefore their interests are, are still. Um, Up for grabs if you will Um, Before we get into so much kingism And these these three stages um, I want to ask one thing though man Um, Here in America Where the modern or first world lumpen Reside Mm -hmm. How much of a difference from the 1800s To now Would you say that Lumpen is not only a Class of criminals But almost even a class of race and the reason why I say that, because how many people that are not part of these ghetto-style organizations that maybe have um, jobs and maybe don't sell drugs or maybe are just even children mm-hmm. are considered by these fascist pigs the lumpen and have been tried to, just because of skin color or just because of a geographical location, they are attacked. And I think this is one of the things that have modernized lumpen theory was that in America, in this first world uh, uh, lumpen society, it's, no, it's not only about the crimes you committed as felons or the, the, the actions that you have done or even your lack of, um, I guess, uh, uh, like regard towards society, but it also has to do so much with race.
1: I think that, um, on on the one hand, uh, the lumpen is definitely not exclusive to any race or group of races. Um, I think that it definitely surpasses racial lines and barriers. However, um, the way that the lumpen are, are, are portrayed, especially in the mass media, um, there tends to be um, uh, an attempt to color the criminals as black or brown or some type of foreign national um, terrorists, domestic terrorists, super predators, as I referred to them most recently. Um, and there are times when you can take cases in which the, the, the white lumpen versus the black lumpen in, you know, the, the courts, uh, the white lumpen is more, um, frequently given some type of, uh, leniency than, or shown leniency than towards the black lumpen, um, There was something that we had discussed uh, yesterday as well concerning this and and how um, the lump in themselves um, can show a type of solidarity that is not necessarily seen in other classes. Um, And that has to do with our shared oppression and our shared uh, way of living and and how it is that we can actually exemplify uh, the doing away of uh, racist concepts and ideas
0: yeah so i just I just want to make these ideas man just just i want to stay able to bring forth because I think this modern lump in society, although for the most part we're still dealing with these fascist racial cleansings through ice and through um these jim Crow laws i i I do want to say that as theory is becoming more modernized and where it once was, and still is for the most part, that um, these fascist pigs are able to just choose who is in this lump in society and just try to eradicate us. I also want to say that these ideas from kingism are international. Yes,
1: without a doubt.
0: All right, so let's get into kingism.
1: Okay. um, The three stages. The three stages. Kingism is the doctrine of the almighty Latin king's nation. There are three stages or cycles, revolutions, like, like I refer to them as, um, as, you'll see in the work of Che Guevara, that there are definitely three different revolutions that an individual goes through uh, throughout the process of a truly socialist revolution. But anyway, there are three stages or cycles of nation life that constitute kingism. They are the primitive stage, the conservative stage, and the new king stage. In order for one to grasp a good understanding of each stage and its development, One must first understand and consider the social factors surrounding each stage. Um, That has a lot to do with what we're talking about as well, the analysis by such people as Marx, Lenin, Mao, Fannin, and the likes, as well as the Black Panther Party and the Maoist International Ministry of Prisons. The the primitive stage (coughs) is that stage in life where the king warrior acts on impulse, executing his or her actions without giving them the serious thought that they demand. A stage of immaturity where the king or queen warrior's time is spent gang getting high and being recognized as big and bad. This can also be classified as the wasteful stage to a certain extent, to the extent that what is being done is being done unconsciously. Yet, it is not wasteful in the sense that the environment conditions this type of behavior in order for one to survive the hardships of ghetto life, that undesirable level at the lowest plane of social existence. And this is what we were talking about when Lenin Uh, Refer to uh, this being the way of life In order for these types to survive They have to be um, They were exposed to the repression of the police And so on and so forth And that's why they were so apt To commit these heroic deeds These uh, expropriations from the
0: government so on and so forth And even just standing on the block and selling dope There's so many people that will not Get into that life Yeah, There's tons and tons of, 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 of Different classes that use drugs However, being able to stand out there four or five days straight is something that I think is exclusive to the lumpen class, man.
1: Without a doubt, and that's really what we're pointing out here in the definition of the primitive stage, is that these are the lumpen. This is who we're referring to. Um, Again, this type of behavior in order for one to survive the harshest of ghetto life, that undesirable level at the lowest plane of social existence. This is who exists at the lowest plane of social existence, is the lumpen proletariat. It is wasteful in that energy is being misused. There are no objectives for one's actions except the factual phenomenon that the entire affair is centered on recognition, label recognition and personal recognition. This egotistical tendency often leads to a blind alley. Uh, Bruce Franklin refers to this, um, this uh, phenomenon, and the, the, the King Manifesto in its, in its entirety uh, will make other references to this phenomenon of gangbanging. It's something that can't necessarily be explained. However, it is something that needs to be dealt with and is dealt with by way of the doctrine and the King Manifesto in itself. Regardless of how senseless one actions may seem at this level, this is the original stage of Kingism, and from the roots of the primitive stage emerges the second stage. It is at this level where one either breaks or becomes
0: strong. True lovers of the nation develop at this stage. Okay, and this is something that I want to point out too. That when it says this is the original stage of Kingism, yes, this is where we pull our ranks from. Yes, this is who has taken the Almighty Latin King, Queen Nation doctrine and embodied it. Yes. This rank, this primitive stage, and it usually comes in teenagers, sometimes a little in early adulthood, mm-hmm. but these primitive Latin lumpen kings, types. these primitive yes, are who are Latin kings, are yes. who are part of these lumpin organizations and ghetto style organizations. Right. These people that kind of don't understand why. We gang bang. Mm-hmm. but do. We become these, 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 these lumping rebels, but not quite revolutionized. Mm-hmm. Revolution in pragmatic sense, where we are bucking the system, mm-hmm. but not politicized in doctrine. Right, and there
1: are the ones that we believe in the United States of America will be the ones to produce the revolutionaries. It will not necessarily come from the proletarian class here in the United States that I have already referred to as the labor aristocracy because they have been bought out. These are the ones that the doctrine follows will produce the revolutionaries. The conservative stage, also known as the mummy stage, is the stage of so-called maturity. So-called maturity. At this level, the king warrior becomes tired of the primitive stage. He or she no longer wishes to participate in the senseless routine of gang fighting, hanging on the corner, or being recognized as big and bad. Most often at this level, the king warrior gets married and retires, alienating himself from the boys in the nation, concentrating his energy and devotion to his queen, his children, and his responsibilities to them, ignoring the fact that he has unconsciously been neglecting his main responsibilities to them and himself, i.e. to make himself and his loved ones free. It is inappropriate to call this stage the maturity stage due to the fact that the king warrior at this time does not really become mature in the true sense of maturity. Instead, he becomes mummified or reaches a level of mummified maturity. He, in his conservative role, lives with no future. Accepting life as it has been taught to him by the existing system that exploits all people of color, dehumanizes them and maintains them under the economic and social yoke of slavery. So what we're talking
0: about is the capitalist system. Exactly. So at this point, coming out of the young adulthood into a conservative stage yep. where your obligations have started to change. Yep. Where you're not um, rioting or selling dope, you're not you, you have have a family now. <laughs> you have these these different obligations or different ideas about life right now. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of what's dangerous when it comes to um, the lumpen revolutionaries, or these lumpen revolutionary organizations, you know, as so many times, um, these 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 almost radicalized uh, uh, lumpen get this idea of what so many want to call the American dream or a piece of the pie, and forget why this all started. Forget what this was about. I think too, um, we
1: want to point out that. We're talking about evolution. And in in the entire, you know, revolutionary theories, we, we find that we went from a feudal state into a capitalist state and eventually we are going to reach uh, a communist state. Uh, the socialists believe by way of socialism, the anarchists believe another path. However, the point I'm trying to make here is that the individual, the lumpen, has the ability to evolve into uh, what, again, we're going to refer to as becoming a part of the labor aristocracy or uh, the petty bourgeoisie, uh, the petty bourgeoisie being the small business owners or what have you, or even to have the aspirations to become a fully-blown representative of the bourgeois class. However, the point here is that there is a development from the lumpen into something else, and it is to this next stage where we will discover something about, that particular person, and we're going to read that here in a moment. True members of the nation do not quit at this level. They do not cease to identify themselves with the kings, but instead they alienate themselves from them. They do not cease to be who they are. They conserve what they are. They become conservative. There are more kings at this level than at any other level, and although this stage has all the characteristics of a regressive stage, it is really the stepping stone into the third stage of kingism, and the I, king stage.
0: I think that the reason why it... it, it looks regressive is because you know when people have transcended these classes Mm -hmm. they usually fail you know when people transcend these classes they still hold on to some of their last class Mm -hmm. they you know um i guess the the term is you know you could take a person out the hood but can't take the hood out the person right (laughs) and i think that so many times we see that although we have maybe or they have transcended these these different stages in life grown up you know they call it i still think that deep down through the the hardships that one experienced as a child and through these actions that we 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 actually um you know did for years and years and years Mm -hmm. they're in us and the bucking the system is still there I think
1: uh, also the, the point of uh, of saying that although this appears to be a regressive stage, it is the stepping stone stage into the third stage of kingism, is we're talking about revolutionary theory. We're talking about lumping theory here. And what we're trying to point out is that Kingism, the doctrine of the almighty Latin king-queen nation is a lump in theory and that is revolutionary in nature. But yet in the second stage, which is supposed to be a stage of development, we find that the individual now has, let's say, become part of the, 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 the working uh, class. Um, he or she is no longer on the corner hanging out doing this and that or the other. He or she lives with no future accepting life that has been taught to him or her by the existing system that exploits all people of color, so on and so forth.
0: Capitalism.
1: Exactly. So that is where it looks regressive. You're saying, wait a minute, you're taking a step backwards. Now you're supporting the system. But nonetheless, this is the stepping stone stage into the third stage of kingdom, which is the New King stage. Which is the revolutionary stage. Which is the revolutionary stage. The New King stage is the stage of awareness and decision. The primitive and conservative stages are a complement to the third. They go hand in hand with this stage of maturity. It does not keep the king warrior in the limbo state of being, i.e. the mummy-like stage. At this level, there is a state of awareness, an awareness of oneself as a subject of decision. Under the New King stage, the world takes a complete new form. One no longer continues to visualize the street corner as his turf or being tough as a man of survival as in the primitive stage. Nor does he remain in the mummy stage. Instead, he learns to appreciate the values of organizational work, the values of life and of brotherhood. This is what Lenin was talking about. One no longer views the rival warrior as the cause of one's ills. Instead, his vision broadens to the extent of recognizing himself as a subject of decision. He learns that his ills lie at the root of a system completely alien to his train of thought and his natural development due to the components of dehumanization that exist therein. Here again we're referring to the capitalist system. The realization sets in that the individual is opposed to this system. This stage is what determines righteousness for it is at this stage where awareness leads to a point of decision. That point where one must decide one's future. This is where... He or she either becomes an accomplice to the anti-king system or a subject of decision, a new king. Now, an accomplice to the anti-king system is to say he becomes or she becomes an accomplice to the capitalist imperialist system. Um, Or a subject of decision. And a subject of decision, a new king, a new queen, is a revolutionary. The new king realizes that the time for revolution is at hand. Yes, a revolution. A revolution of the mind, the revolution of knowledge, a revolution that will bring freedom to the enslaved, to all third world people as we together sing and praise with joy what time it is. It's nation time, time for all oppressed people of the world to unite. And this is why we were talking about the importance of third worldism in the article that we referenced earlier by V. Claus. Third worldism is all about recognizing the third world as the countryside and the first world as the urban centers. And we realize that within the urban centers is found the highest concentration of the lumpen proletariat. It is the lumpen proletariat that will break open the walls so that the third world, the countryside, will be able to come in and help us change society and change the world. Another thing that Fannin points out that is very vital is that not only Um, Will the revolution not succeed Without the lumpen But it is vital that The so called professional revolutionaries Dedicate themselves to educating Lifting the level of awareness Of the lumpen Because the enemy forces Do nothing more than sit And analyze society day in and day out, and they see the differences between the lumping and the so-called
0: professional revolutionaries, and they exploit those differences. And there's something I want to bring up right here, too, about the educational part. A revolutionary education, we know, is vital. Yeah. Because no matter what, we can have these um, pragmatic lumpens that buck the system and light police cars on fire, man, and, 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 and firebomb pigs and stuff. However, that is going to be an aimless revolution, it's going to be a, a cycle almost back into the primitive stage. Mm-hmm. However, there's different ideas in these lumpen organizations or ghetto-style organizations like kingism, where they teach that one of our, our, our principles is an illiterate king is a weak king, and a weak king has no place in a strong nation. Yes. So I think this is where the Marxism was flawed, mm-hmm. where they did not give any um, room for the education of these, of these these, these lumpen class mm-hmm. of this um, ghetto style organizations, mm-hmm. and even what like within different nations like the folk nation, you know they have this doctrine called growth and development. Mm-hmm. So I think that these lumpen organizations, these modern lumpens, mm-hmm. have been able to transcend Marxism and understand that, and more focused on the Maoist belief, mm-hmm. and and and. Getting into actually Fannin saying that not only do we need education, but we are also able to educate ourselves. Mm -hmm. It might be a little more difficult Mm -hmm. than than these college-level educations. Mm -hmm. However, there's so many revolutionaries that came from prison. So many of these lumpen revolutionaries that came from prison Mm -hmm. that I think here, not only within the lumpen class, but within the lumpen prisoner class is where these ideas and um, organizations can formulate and even reach into each other and create ties.
1: And I would attribute a lot of the the modern-day attitude of the lumpen to the work done by the Black Panther Party because I believe they were the first party to actually... Educate the lumpen.
0: For sure, anyone I believe, and
1: everyone else more or less analyzed them and drew conclusions or what have you. But it was the Black Panther Party that actually went into the streets and helped to educate the
0: lumpen. And also, I, I believe that um, the Black Panther Party mandated two hours of studying every day, and I think that has become easier through this um, information age because now it's not only reading books; it's YouTube, it's uh, audio books, it's. Um, Reaching and, and, and finding these ideas that are not used of words like proletariat and and lumpen and bourgeoisies. And so now we're able to find these movements happening within Black Lives Matter, within different movements, uh, Me Too movement and the feminist movement, where you don't need these terms to become radicalized anymore. You don't right. need these terms to actually become a a socialist or a communist or a a anarchist even terms have become videos and and terms have become chants and i think that's what this modern lumpen organization these modernized lumpens these first world lumpens are able to reach mm-hmm. to the third world lumpens because now we both believe in the same thing
1: right uh, you referenced uh, the growth and development movement of Larry Hoover, and, and you know, it's, it's important also to point out that uh, at the conclusion of the war between the federal government and the Black Panther Party and, and all those involved in that particular movement, um, you take into consideration the work of um, Fred Hampton in, in Chicago and the work that he did with Jeff Ford and People's Nation and the Black P-Stone uh, Rangers and, and, and the like. And at the conclusion of uh, the federal government's war with the Black Panther Party, we had all these uh, street-level organizations, these ghetto-style organizations that had been uh, slightly politicized. But they took that and they went with it in their own directions, and I think that is what you're saying, that they have created um, their own... Uh, verbiage if you will Their own language And it's still relevant And it is what we're discussing today It may not be uh, in use of such terms As the proletariat The lump proletariat The bourgeoisie So on and so forth But there is no doubt That the influence is there By the work that was done By the likes of the Black Panther Party um, The New King stage goes on It says The young warriors and future leaders Look at the New King With the hope of Sunday being free We should not destroy the faith They have in us For in doing so We destroy ourselves The new king is the end product of complete awareness, perceiving 360 degrees of enlightenment. And there we go again, we're talking about education, but not just any education, not a first world education, not a bourgeoisie education, but a revolutionary education, an education of awareness. He strives for world unity. For him, there are no horizons between races, sexes, and senseless labels. For him, everything has meaning. Human life is placed above materialistic values. He throws himself completely into the battlefield. Here here again, we're talking about these heroic deeds. Ready to sacrifice his life for the ones he loves and for the sake of humanization. The new king is endowed with the supreme national powers that surpass their human scope of comprehension. This highly complex energetic entity separate him from the abstract world and all those who surrender, to, who surrender themselves to vanity and idleness and place materialistic values above and beyond human principle. And in saying that, you know, we, we're, we're, we're talking about the Almighty Latin King Queen Nation and we're talking about a, 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 an organization that does have a uh, spiritual influence as well. Um, we do have spiritual beliefs and, and when we talk about uh, supreme natural powers that surpassed the human scope of comprehension, on the one hand, we are talking about something that would be considered by a lot to be, uh, quasi religious. However, on the other hand, uh, we're talking about these, uh, so-called, uh, energetic entities that separate the new king from the abstract world. All those who surrender themselves to vanity and idleness and place materialistic values above and beyond human principle. These are the people who have been, uh, fostered by the capitalist system. They have been trained and educated to be this way.
0: And I think another thing to point out when it comes to these um, almost spiritual ideas of the revolution is how many of us once learned this knowledge almost get a spiritual awakening. We almost do get this revolutionized spirit. Yes. And I think that's why kingism is also considered a religion. Because it is not so much these um, these, these, these ancient religions, Mm-mm. but these spiritual fevers that we get when we learn that this is why these pigs fucking hate us, man. Yeah. You know, these are our devils. Right. You know, so I think when it speaks in, uh, at least every time I read it, the kingism as a religion yes. is a spiritual uh, 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 growth in the revolution.
1: We can go all the way back to Nat Turner. We can go all the way back to Nat Turner, whenever he learned to read, and he taught the slaves that they were the ones that were being referenced in the Bible. They were the ones that needed to overcome the oppression. That they were the ones that were chosen by God, so on and so forth. And we can go all the way up to the uh, the archetype uh, Malcolm X, yeah, and his trans, uh, excuse me, his uh, 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 development. And he went first through this uh, so-called religious spiritual path before he became the revolutionary that he eventually became. Um, Going on, the new king sees himself as a subject of decision, a sun that must glow forever to enlighten those not so fortunate as he. He feels the rays of the sun glowing the essence of his being, giving him life, energy, and strength, the strength of his unshakable spirit and the nobleness of his heart. The hypnotizing profundity of his gaze reflects the limitless power of his mind and the unshakable will to be free. And every time I read this, I think of Che. The new king is the turning wheel of change. And the turning wheel of change, in our own words, is... The Revolutionary. This is a a metaphorical phrase, but it equates with the Revolutionary. He recognizes what time it is. It's nation time. He sees the rulers of our present system lavishing their treasures freely on the means of destruction, then towards that which would promote the happiness of mankind. This is imperialism, plain and simple. This strife, discord, and bloodshed must cease, and all oppressed people must unite as one nation, as one kindred, as one family. This is what we believe. The new king is aware of the fact that in the almighty land, king's nation all are servants, brothers and sisters, natural allies together in one nucleus. As soon as one feels a little better than the other, a little superior to the rest, he is in a dangerous position. And unless he casts away the seed of such evil thought, this uh, superior mind frame, the supremacist mind frame, he is not an instrument for the service of the nation. Turning from the nation brings inevitable disaster and turning to the nation brings blessings. Just as calamity is due for disobedience, so deliverance from calamity can be obtained from obedience. In order to establish the kingdom of freedom in the world, it must first be established in the hearts of men. The king that lives his life according to the teachings of this nation is the true king. A king who loves his nation, his people, and freedom. One who works for universal peace, universal freedom, and universal brotherhood. And I think this is something that you would have wanted to point out as well. And that is that, Contrary to what the masses may believe, contrary to propaganda, contrary to the media, contrary to the repression forces and the government and how they would portray us, contrary to even the behavior of some of the members of the almighty Latin king queen nation. That
0: might actually be anti-kings.
1: That might actually be anti-kings. Just because an individual says that he or she is a king or queen does not necessarily mean that he or she is a true king or queen. Um, that is being pointed out to us here and it is pointed out in other places in the Manifesto. The importance and the thing that we want to highlight here is that the King Manifesto and the doctrine of the Almighty Latin King Queen Nation known as Kingism is what we believe. This is the lump in theory that we are discussing. This is the essence, the soul, the core of the Almighty Latin King Queen Nation contrary to any and everything else.
0: Yeah, and I think that's one thing. I, I think right here... Is where we can highlight the new king versus the anti king, right? The new king, which is a true revolutionary, versus the anti king, which is still considered an Almighty Land King because of you know colors or tattoos or even uh, geographical locations or where he grew up. However, the practices are anti king and capitalist. Yes. So I think right here it shows clearly that the Almighty Land King Queen Nation are anti capitalist. Yes.
1: Yes, without a doubt. Um, He who would be a new king needs to be a fearless seeker and lover of freedom. If his heart is pure and his mind is free from prejudice, he should not fail to recognize freedom from slavery, which so many of us do. The call of the new king to mankind is that men should open their eyes and use their reason, not suppress it. It is seeing and free thinking, not servile credulity, that will enable the true king to penetrate the clouds of prejudice, to shake the fetters of blind imitation, And attain from the realization of truth, a new revelation. And those fetters of blind imitation we see in our day-to-day lives with everybody that we encounter because we are all imitating what it is that is being portrayed to us by the system. The new king will not only believe in the teachings of this nation, but will find in them the guide and inspiration for his life and joyfully impart to others the knowledge that is the wellspring of his own being. Only then will he receive the full measure of power of the almighty Latin king's nation. When a man becomes a new king, the will of the nation becomes his will. For it to be at variance with the nation is one thing that cannot endure. The almighty Latin king nation requires wholehearted and complete devotion.
0: So these three stages, kingism, is not only the evolution of a Latin king, mm-hmm. but this is the evolution of lumpens, the lumpen theory evolution. Mm-hmm. right this is not only what latin kings experience but the primitive stage the conservative stage and the new king stage are the choice of every lumpen mm-hmm. every lumpen every modern lumpen every first world lumpen is going to go through these these stages go through these ideas and it's 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 a, it's the evolution of lumpen that we are pointing out here mm-hmm. without a doubt um and what you're saying
1: is true the 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 doctrine of the nation Uh, The King Manifesto and Constitution um, is not specifically or exclusively for members of the Almighty Land King Queen Nation. We are talking about the lump in in general, and uh, more specifically in the United States of America. Uh, To close uh, the the New King stage, uh, the last two paragraphs, it says that the New King longs to see believers of freedom shouldering the responsibilities of the cause. Now is the time to proclaim the kingdom that is rightfully ours. Now is the time for union and concord. Now is the day of unity because it's nation time. One of the things to point out too is that this phrase nation time is actually a phrase that originated during the, uh, the movement of the 60s and the Black Panther Party and, and the likes. They used this nation time phrase and it is something that we have adopted ourselves. And nation time to us means the unity of all oppressed people. The coming together of all oppressed people, the so-called Brotherhood of Man, which Malcolm X himself uh, theorized on in in a number of interviews in which he said he believes in the Brotherhood of Man. And we find that the Brotherhood of Man is a synonymous title for the almighty Latin American nation, and this is the reason why. Um, To close, the new king recognizes that the day of resurrection is here, a time for the appearance of a new manifestation of truth. The rising of the dead means the spiritual awakening of those who have been sleeping in the graveyard of ignorance. The day of the oppressor must now be forged by the oppressed.
0: And that is exactly who we're talking about, the oppressed people, the lumpen. So I really want to show, man, that this right here is lumpen theory. This right here, I want to one day add to Marxism, to Maoism, and just be able to hold on to what we believe as kingism. Kingism is lumping theory. Um, you know, time constraints only fuck us up always, and we can keep going. Um, is there anything else you want to add? Um, there was one
1: more quote I wanted to drop at the very end. This was by Fannin himself, and I think this is relevant because this is this is the new king, this is the new queen that the, the nation sees the promise in when it comes to the lumping. Uh, and I quote uh, Fannin. Quote, so the pimps, the hooligans, the unemployed, and the petty criminals, urged on from behind, throw themselves into the struggle for liberation like stout working men. These classless idlers will, by militant and decisive action, discover the path that leads to nationhood. They won't become reformed characters to please colonial society fitting in with the morality of the rulers. These workless, less-than-men are rehabilitated in their own eyes and in the eyes of history. The prostitutes, too, and the maids, all the hopeless dregs of humanity, all who turn in circles between suicide and madness, will recover their balance once more go forward and march proudly in the great procession of the
0: awakened nation. The Awakened Nation. And I think this is what is most important. That us, Lumpens, that us do not need what they call a college type, uh, a college style education. But just a revolutionary education. And the education that is going to matter one day. Um, and we can have this as shown through Lumpens. Lumpens are able to teach Lumpens. Each one teach one. And that is a constant... Um, I guess a constant echo in all these ghetto style organizations, even with the uh, Black Panther parties and the new Black Panther parties. You know, um, through the work of uh, Kevin Rashid and and all these other organizations that are basically creating ties with one another. We are part of this revolutionary movement the almighty latin king queen nation is not so much a revolutionary nation but a nation with revolutionary ideas yes and i really want everyone to understand that this work came from a lumpen this work came from someone of this prisoner class someone that as a child car bombed pigs that went through this conservative stage and seen that I can either be the anti king capitalist or I could be the new king revolutionary and they chose. And this is who created this theory, man. Us the right lumpen. here, the lumping.
1: The lumping the lumping the are real. The revolution is real. And if you're real about the revolution, you need to be
0: real about the lumping hey man so again man I really want to appreciate eCC for coming through and breaking bread with us man um it's always a pleasure to build and this is something we do constant man if I could have this phone out all day man y'all would have conversations on conversations of of, of me and this comrade but um until the next one man I really want you to understand that this is where it's at right now man shank radio I am the lumping king nation time
1: <laughs>
2: must meet people sad, they search for employment, none can be had. Anywhere you go, you're bound to meet people sad, they search for employment, none can be had. They start to drop down dead in this freedom, nothing to eat and nowhere to sleep. Our kind-hearted employers, I appeal now to you, give us some work to do. not asking for equality, to rank with the rich in society, to visit their homes in their motor cars, or to go to their clubs and smoke their cigars. We are asking for a living wage, to exist now and provide for all age. Our kind-hearted employers, I appeal now to you, give us some work. to do. Who hadn't a meal, they were too decent to beg, too honest to steal. They went looking for work mostly everywhere, but saw sign signboard mark no hands wanted The government should work the wastelands and hills, build houses, factories, and mills, reduce taxation, and then we would be really emancipated from slavery. only quarrel and fret about unemployment but haven't relieved really us yet there is no visions that we can see to take us out from tribulations and misery we can't fight physically for we wouldn't prevail on account of ammunition through a laws and jail but every man was born to be free from this oppression and tyrannic slavery <laughs>